When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lift your Bible, let's make our confession of faith together. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, we bless you, we honor you, we say, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us now with strength. Father, we thank you that your presence is already in this atmosphere. And we thank you that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so today, Lord, loose us from anything that's holding us back, anything that's stopping us, and not just the external things that are holding us back, but loose us from the internal things that are holding us back. Loose us, Father, from our negative confessions and negative attitudes and negative thinking. I declare we're in a season where we get to live large. Come on, y'all. And with you, all things are possible. That means, Father, even if it doesn't look like it can happen, you're going to make it happen. Even if it doesn't look probable, you're going to make it happen. Why? When we fight, we win. And you're the God that's never lost a battle. In Jesus' name, can I get you to worship God for five seconds? Go. Five. Go. Four. Come on. Three. Why am I worshiping? I'm creating an atmosphere. We take authority over this atmosphere and say, speak, Lord. Somebody say, speak, Lord. Say, have your way in me. So listen, we are in week two of our series, Living Large. And we've learned that to live large is two definitions. It means to live wealthy. And we learned that wealthy correlates to this Hebrew word. And we say often in harvest, shalom. Everybody open your mouth and say, shalom. Shalom is this, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Generically, it translates to the word peace, but it means more than peace. When you are shalom, say nothing's missing. 
I need everybody under the sound of my voice where you feel like something is missing in your life to realize that when Jesus is in your life, nothing is missing. You simply, watch this, have been mistaking what you've been seeing. You missed it. You have been mistaking what you've been saying. There's nothing missing. Why? The Bible says that he gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness, which means everything I need is already around me or in me. I just need to recognize it. And I need you to open your mouth and release it. Say, I'm going to recognize what I have. No, because some of you keep saying, I need more power. Baby, you got it. Some of you keep saying, I need better friends. You already got them. You keep saying, I need more education. You already got it. I'm going to tell you, you sit next to somebody that already has everything that they need. It's simply awaiting their recognition. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. It means to live shalom and successful. Success is predicated upon the reason for your creation. See, success for somebody next to you is different than success for you. So I need you to stop competing with other people about what success looks like because what they're created to do and what you're created to do are two different things. See, too many times you're judging your success because of somebody's Instagram story, not realizing that what they're created to do is something different than you. And I need you to stop thinking that God ain't with you because you don't have what somebody else has. You're not called to do what they're called to do. Which means the best thing you could do is celebrate what God is doing for somebody else and recognize the same God that did it for you. Let's go. It's going to be the same God that does it for me. But if I'm a scissors, I don't need the same thing that this town needs. This town doesn't need the same thing this pen needs. This pen doesn't need the same thing the chapstick does. This phone doesn't need the same thing that the pen does. Why? They're created to do different things. So success is predicated upon, upon fulfilling the thing that I was created to do. So here's the real deal. To measure my success, I need to measure what my assignment is. So open your mouth and say this. Say, Lord, this year. And this decade, allow me to do what I was sent to do. Please open your mouth and say this. Say this year and this decade, allow me to do what I was created to do. See, when you're doing that, you don't need an alarm clock. Purpose will get you up. When you're doing that, you don't need, watch me. You don't need people to affirm you because you're like, I'm affirmed by myself. I, I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody that this is going to be the best year of their life yet. I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody this is going to be the best decade of their life yet. Everybody open your mouth on three and holler. I'm living large. One, two, three. Where did we get this from? Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 uses this imagery of a barren. That means she's non-productive woman. Uh, th uh, that's a widow. So watch me. Uh, she's a widow, meaning at one point, she was covered and provided for, but then something shifted and changed. Let's be honest. Uh, there are ups in our lives. There are downs in our lives. Can we talk? There are mountains in our lives. There are valleys in our lives. Can we talk for a minute? There are moments where we feel like we in that thing, and there are moments where we feel like that thing is running away from us. In Isaiah 54, there's this imagery that's used of a barren widow woman to represent his people, look at me, post-Jesus. Which means this is a chapter that was written before Jesus walked on the earth, but it was talking about what would happen to his people after Jesus walked on the earth. Which means prophecy is so powerful, watch me, that there are things you're going to walk in that your great, 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 great spoke. And it wasn't for their time, it's for your time. Come on. There are things you're speaking now that you're not going to be the one to walk in it. It's going to be your kids, kids, kids that's going to be the ones to walk in it. Which is why I need you to make your life matter. Why? Because this thing is bigger than you. It's bigger than you getting a house and a car and some cash and some clothes. This thing is about you being a curse breaker. Let's go. 
I need you to know who you are. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the history maker in your bloodline. This thing is bigger than just you. Would you smile at somebody next to you and say, this is bigger than you. That's why you can't get caught up in little uh, fake phony friends and fake phony love and little penny any things. Baby, you need to stop letting small things stop you because big things are popping. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm living large this year. So watch. In Isaiah 54, 1, he says, sing a new song. This is the inference. Whenever God tells them to sing, God was not telling them to sing what we sang before. He was telling them to sing a new song. What does this mean? God says, I need you to start speaking some new stuff because I'm tired of hearing your old, sad, old song. Tony Braxton says, just another sad love song. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, and I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, I don't care if your song used to be, I'm so broken, busted, and disgusted. Here's your new song. I got overflow. I'm dead free. My credit's impeccable. I don't care if you had every lover you've ever had walk out on you. Here's your new song. Your new song is the right fits being prepared for me. I had to go through counterfeits, so when I found my fit, I'd appreciate it. Let's. Somebody say, I'm singing a new song. Sing, O barren one. So watch. He's saying, even out of a lack of productivity, anybody in the building, anybody online, you've ever felt like you've not been productive? You ever felt like you had a five-year plan that turned into a 42-year plan? Come on, let's talk, y'all. You're at Harvest. You with me. You can be real. You ain't going to be fake. Okay, let's be real. You, you ever felt like, God, what's going on? Why is it happening for everybody else but me? He says, listen, even when you're barren, I need you to start singing, which means I don't wait for productivity to praise. I praise before I see productivity. And some of y'all watch me. It ain't coming until God sees you praise him like you already got it. Let's check your role. Let's check your role. Is there anybody in this building that can say even before I see it, I'm still going to praise him in advance? I hope you ain't sitting next to somebody bougie that ain't about to get blessed. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that'll say, watch me. Watch me praise him while I'm waiting on it. He says, sing, old barren one, who didn't produce. He says, I want to hear this before I actually give you anything. Because it's easy for you to praise. It's easy for you to give. It's easy for you to worship. It's easy for you to speak great things if you see it. But that's not faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. If you wait to sing a new song until you see it, you live by sight. But if you do it in advance, you live by faith. And somebody said, why are you smiling after you got that bad news? Because I know some good news on the way. Why are you clapping in church after you just dealt with that devastating situation last month? Because I know that this is going to be a much better month than last month. And what they say in the old school church, I don't have to wait until the battle is over. I can shout right now. Sing, O barren, who did not bear. Watch, it's past tense, which means, watch me, when I do it in advance, watch this, a lack of productivity becomes a thing of the past. See, you got to understand how God works. See, here's how, here's how we work. We work, well, God, as soon as you do this, I got you. And God says, I ain't doing nothing until you do what I said first. Some of you, can I be honest with you? I literally can see in the spirit, God is like, listen, everything you ask me for is literally right here. But you are so doggone caught up in your emotions 
and your anger and your frustration and your bitterness that I can't give you what's already ready for you because you ain't singing a new song. You singing the same old song you did last decade and last year. So I'm going to give you one more chance just to check the faith. And if you got somebody on your road that won't give God glory, this is a great opportunity to get up and go change seats. For those of you that say, listen, I'm going to praise him before I see productivity. I'm going to give you a chance. One, two, three. Open up your mouth, 915, and give God. Somebody holler, yes, Lord. Say it again. Say, yes, Lord. Watch. Break forth into singing. What does that mean? Push. Everybody holler, push. Push. Holler it again. Um, listen, what gets me is this story in the Bible about a man who's sitting next to a pool. For 38 years. And the Bible says that every year an angel would come down, stir the water, and whoever got into the water first would be healed. Here's what I don't understand. Man, you've been messed up for 38 years. After year one, you might not understand the pattern. After year two, you might not understand the pattern. But after year three, you ought to be able to see, wait a minute, here's the pattern. The angel come round about this time every single year. So what I need to do is get close enough to where the stirring is and anybody that gets in my way listen this ain't personal but i've been through hell you're gonna have to get up out of my way y'all y'all missing it y'all missing it y'all missing it see some of you are too nice when you need to be aggressive some of you watch me you keep you i'm just playing it humble you ain't playing it humble you're playing it stupid because sometimes you got to be like that widow woman uh, or like that woman with the issue of blood that says listen i don't care what you say about me i don't care what you think about me you ain't got my miracle you don't have what i need which means if i gotta get down on the ground y'all ain't saying nothing to me which means i'm not letting my pride keep me from being productive open your mouth say lord don't let my pride keep me from being productive there are certain things you're going to have to push your way up in that. You're going to have to push your way past your tears. Push your way past your opposition. Somebody holler, push. Into singing. And watch this verse. And cry aloud. You who have not been in labor. Now look at his instructions. Sing. That's an instruction. Break forth. That's an instruction. Singing. That's an instruction. Cry aloud. Look at me. Your victory needs your voice. So why do you keep having to say so much? Because your victory, watch me, needs your voice. See, if I'm the one that shouts for you, that's my victory. You the one need victory right here. Which means, say, my victory needs my voice. You who have not been in labor for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children. Remember, children, this is imagery. This is a metaphor. So the children are the productivity. It's the results. It's the fruit of this once barrel, a barren widow woman. She's uncovered and she's unproductive. And God's announcement to her is it's time for you to live large. So look what he says. Your productivity is going to be more than somebody else's. Look, look at me, look at me. Let me help some of you. The people who got started before you, I'm going to give you a chance to shout. Please don't miss it. If you miss it, I promise you, I can just, I can go, I can go, I can go, okay? All right, let's go. You ready? What you produce is going to outproduce who started before you. Yeah, I don't even like your... Some of y'all are sitting next to some whack rows and some whack people who are going to have whack... But Somebody say, my fruit is going to outproduce who had a head start. 
It's your Bible. It's in your Bible. See it? He says, you will outproduce the one that was married. In other words, the one that had a head start. Because some of you are like, oh my God, I lost 10 years. You didn't lose 10 years. Ten, for 10 years, it's been building. Some of you are thinking, oh my God, I thought I was going to do it in my 40s. That's all right. You're going to have fabulous 50s. Let's go. I thought I was going to do it in my 50s. You're going to have some sensational 60s. Y'all ain't said that. I thought I was going to do it in my 60s. Baby, that's all right. You're going to have some surging 70s. I need you. So here's what the Lord says. It's your turn. He says, it's your turn because you're full term. And on Wednesday, this is where we went up, right? And I need you to open your mouth and say this. Say, it's my turn. See, you've watched everybody else be productive. You've celebrated everybody else be productive. You've celebrated everybody else say, look at what I accomplished. Look at what I've done. You celebrated everybody else saying, look at what the Lord has done. I mean, to tell you, this year and this decade, it's going to be your turn. Please don't let somebody's silence on your road shut you down. Please don't let somebody that won't clap next to you shut you down. I just need you to open up your mouth and say, it's my turn. See, baby, I ain't been perfect, but I've been faithful. So it's my turn. Let's talk. So look, he says in the verse, cry aloud. Cry aloud is an interesting term because here's what it means. It means to ask out loud. Look at me. Some of you, it's amazing because the only place you don't want to, to say nothing is with God in church. You won't say something to everybody else about everything else. You're on everybody's post giving your opinion nobody asked for. Y'all ain't talking to me. You, 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 are, you are voicing, you're very vociferous in other areas of life, except where you need to be. If you know somebody that's next to you that talks too much, look straight at me. They just be talking and talking and talking. And... Here's what cry aloud means. God says, I need you to ask me out loud. Can I help you with prayer? Prayer, listen to me. Listen, because the word ask means to what? Pray. So what does it mean? Pray out loud. See, there's no such thing as I prayed in my head. Oh, Bishop, uh, what about Hannah? The Bible says, and she said in herself, which means even though she was talking to her, she still said it. Say, victory needs my voice. See, some of y'all are waiting on harvest that you have never voice activated. You've never asked out loud. You thought it, though. You thought, shouldn't God bless me? And God was like, I, I, that's nice that you think that. I need you to say that. You thought, shouldn't God turn this around for me? And God says, this is nice that you thought that. I need you to say that. Cry out loud. It means to ask out loud. And here's the second definition. It means to be clear. God says, I need you to ask out loud and I need you to be clear. If you grew up in church, unfortunately, you may have learned how to pray ineffective prayers. What do you mean? Because you pray stuff like this, Lord, just touch. What does that even mean? Lord, just bless. He's already done that. Oh, here it is. Lord, just move. What does that mean? So if he answered it, you wouldn't even know that it was answered because you weren't even clear in your request. Which is why it's not enough to just say, Lord, bless me financially. Mm -mm, no, get me out of debt. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It's not enough to just say, Lord, bless my marriage. No, make it the best relationship on the face of the planet. Let me love her the way that you love the church and let her love me. The 
Tell somebody next to you, watch this. I'm only going to use one of them. This is the only one. Matter of fact, don't even touch them. Elbow and just say, be specific in what you pray for. It means to ask out loud, to sound clear, to be clear. Watch me. But it's not just prayer because here's the third definition. Uh, it means to be cheerful. So it's not just praying. It's how we pray. In other words, God says, when you come to me, come correct. Now, that's important because we live, listen to me, especially Denver. We live in I'm going to come how I want to come culture. This one I'm going to do. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You know, it's amazing because you'll show up for the interview with wrinkled clothes and all that. Type of, I just don't know why they ain't gave me the job. Ain't nobody finna hire nobody where you didn't think. Y'all ain't, y'all. This. You go into the date with dirty fingernails. Ain't no man. You should have delayed it by 30 minutes so you could have washed up. I'm right about it. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. God says, when you come to me, come correct. Because when you're approaching a king, you don't come to a king any kind of way. So here's how, here's how he says he wants you to cry aloud. Here's the first thing. He says, with cheer. God says, when you come to me, don't come to me. Lord, I just, I'm so stressed out. God's like, I don't want to hear all that. Haven't I done enough for you already? So cry aloud doesn't mean be in tears. Cry aloud means when you come praying for something, I need you to be thankful for what I've already done. Where are people at that can be like, God, here's the truth. I got some stuff I want to see you do. But if I'm honest about my story, you've already done a whole lot. Woke you up this morning, started you on your way. Some of the stuff you should have been, you were doing, you should have caught something. You should have been tired up, messed up, jacked up, tied up. But God kept you. Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. God says, I've already done enough for you. So when you come to me, come to me with some cheer. Come to me with some coming to America. I'm very happy to be here. Then it means to rejoice. He says, when you come to me, I need you to come to me being joyful over and over again. So just think about it. When you pray, do you pray from a place of weakness, sadness, desperation? Or do you pray from a place of being cheerful? Rejoicing. So even if your prayer is like, Lord, you know, uh, give me the grace to deal with this relationship problem. You, you, God, you know, God don't, you know, you come in and oh, God, I'm, just, I'm sick of this girl. I'm sick of this girl. Like, I'm sick of you coming to me like that. You don't even want to hear your kids when they come to you like that. So why do you think I want to hear that? Just hit somebody's foot next to you and say, come correct, come correct. Here's the last one. You ready? For everybody like quiet church. Listen, can I help you with heaven? Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me, let me just help you with God. It's loud around God. Bible says he got people around him standing all day saying, holy, 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 holy. At the same time, they talking, the band playing. At the same time, the band playing, everybody that walk in with a crown got to lay their crown down and say, he is Alpha and Omega forever. And forever. Which means for some of y'all who like it quiet, I need to help you. Your victory ain't going to be silent. Mm. Let's go. And, and can we be honest? You didn't like it quiet at the club. Let's tell the truth. 
I got one that can tell the truth. You didn't like it quiet at the club. You don't like it quiet at the football game. You don't like it quiet at the basketball game. So can you practice your victory? Because the Bible says when you come to me, come to me with a shout. On the count of three, I want you to give it the biggest and baddest you got. One, two, three, shout. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move. God says, when you pray to me, I want you to come with cheer, joy, and I want you to shout. Which means I don't care if you're praying at 1 o'clock in the morning and everybody in your house sleeping. God says, when you come to me, you better put a shout on your request. Put a praise on your petition. Why? Because Psalm 34, 17. I'm almost to where I want to go. Let's go. Psalm 34, 17. Here's what it says. Psalm 34, 17 says this. When the righteous cry for help, pray. You ready? Now, the question becomes, Bishop, who's righteous? Romans 5, 17, if we were to jaywalk over there, it says that God has given us righteousness as a free gift. You see it right there? It says he's given us the free gift. What is righteousness? It means you're in right standing with God. Let me make it simple for you. Uh, how many people got a cell phone? Can I get you to just hold it up real quick? All right. All right. Okay. Check this out. How do you know you're, you're in righteousness with your cell phone? If you try to call somebody, it goes through. If somebody tries to call you, your assistant don't answer. You know, your assistant. We're sorry, but the number you've dialed is temporarily not accepting calls today. Try them back tomorrow after they didn't paid us. Look at me. It just means that you're in right standing. You're in right standing. Somebody say right standing. Now, now, in understanding this, hear me, in understanding this, if you're in right standing, if you're in right standing, here's what I need you to get. It means that whatever you request, it is. Got it? So when I call on my phone, I know it's going through because I'm in right standing. So notice what, let's go back to Psalm 34, 17. When the righteous, which means I'm not perfect, but he's my priority. Because sometimes it's difficult to be cheerful when you've been cheating. It's difficult to rejoice when you've been ratchet. And it's difficult to shout when you've been scandalous. Can we be honest? So what does the Bible say? When the righteous cry for help. Which means he says, when I come to Jesus, he gives me his righteousness, his right standing as a free gift, which enables me to live righteously, which means I'm not perfect, but his kingdom is my priority. Anybody in the building where you can say, I know I ain't perfect, but it's my priority, though. He's my priority. He's my priority. That's what righteousness is. See, some of you, watch me, you have bad ideology about what righteousness is because you make one mistake and then you're out of church for four months. Because you're like, I, I messed up, so I'm just, I just got to get it together. What, the, what, what sense does that make? What Sunday is this? Is there a fifth Sunday this month? Ooh, ooh, it's going down. Okay, but this is the second Sunday, so let me keep it right. All right, so listen, 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 listen. You think, because I made a mistake, I can't go to God. And God is like, oh my goodness. The whole reason I came and died for you is for when you made mistakes, you could simply get that to me. Let me get that up off of you. Let me get that shame up off of you. Let me get the guilt up off of you. Let me get the condemnation up off of you. Watch me, because for some of you, it's not what you've done, but it's what you've thought that's got you scared of you. Mm. And God says, I need you. If you keep me your priority, I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm just saying, make me your priority. Everybody open your mouth. Say, Lord, you are my priority. Lord, you are my 
When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears them. You got it? And does what? Delivers them out of what? All their troubles. God says, so when you pray, what my response is, is to bring you out of all your troubles. Somebody say, all my troubles. Now, this doesn't mean all at one time. This means every time I find myself in something, prayer is how I get out of something. Because after I pray, I get a plan. So watch this. Living large requires, here's today's message title, large prayers. Because after prayer in Isaiah 54, 1, the rest of the chapter is the plan, the pain, and the possession. I'm going to back that thing up. After prayer, which is Isaiah 54 uh, and, uh, and 1, cry aloud. He's telling them to do what? Pray. The rest of the chapter, which we went through, and we went through the whole thing on Wednesday, it is this. It is the plan. Say the plan. Because here's the deal. Prayer is not an excuse not to act. Prayer teaches me how to act. But then after I have a plan, look at me, you're going to have some pain. Somebody say pain is part of the plan. But then here's where you at. Watch this. Then possession. <laughs> that means all of the hell I've been through is going to be worth it. Just like a woman that's in pain, she's in labor for all that time until she holds in her hands what she's been laboring. And in that moment, all of her pain she forgets because she's holding what she went through for. And I need to release this on those of you that got big and bold enough faith. This is going to be the year you're going to hold in your hands what you had to be hurt for. You're going to have in your possession what you had to go through pain for. And if you believe that, open your mouth and say, Lord, I believe. So let me give you three, because watch this, living large requires some large prayers. So here's the question, Lord, what do I even pray? You ever been there? Like, God, I don't even know what to pray about this. And so then, you know, there's one route, you know, that we have the gift of unknown tongues so we can pray in the Holy Ghost and then he'll pray for us. That's one route. But, but then there are certain things where it's like, you, I don't even know, do I pray for this to work? Do I pray for it to end? Do I pray for reconciliation or do I pray that this ends? Do I pray that you help us out or do I pray that you get rid of her? I don't know. What? Anybody ever been there? Like, what do I pray? I don't even know. So let me give you three prayers to pray. You ready? Large prayers. Large prayer number one, that God guards your tongue from limiting your life. Your tongue becomes the limit to your life. Bishop, what do you mean? Ecclesiastes 5 and 6 is on the screen. Let not your mouth lead you into sin. And do not say before the messenger. Messenger here means the angel. Every time you and I speak, the scripture says in Psalm that uh, it hears it as if God is speaking. So every time you open your mouth and say something, an angel thinks Elohim spoke. They think God spoke. So what do they do? They go make it happen. So read the rest of the verse. Nor say before the messenger, it was a mistake. Stop. If God guards my tongue, I won't have to cancel nothing negative because I didn't say nothing negative. Some of you, your drama and your trouble is literally came from your own tongue. Because you say stuff like this. Seems like every time I make a little progress, I get knocked back. So that's what keeps happening to you. But this is going to be the year where your progress is uninhibited. It says, don't say it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your what? Voice and destroy the work of your hands. Wait a minute. How we go from voice to hands? Because what comes out of my mouth becomes what heaven begins to build. I'm going to back it up because the middle section, I need you to come with me. Y'all ready? Come on, love you. Let's go. 
God says, here's how it works. We are in his image and his likeness. So how did God do everything in Genesis? Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Did God come down and plant a tree? No. Did God come down and fashion a spider? Absolutely not. I don't think he had nothing to do with spiders. Yesterday, or last week, Spider-Man was in my office. <laughs> you don't follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Because I just walked out of my office. I was on the phone just walking out of my office, just walking and whatever. And then I turn and look. And Spider-Man is just, cr no, this is a huge spider. Just walking across the, the, the thing. And I said, the Lord giveth, bishop taketh away. <laughs> Stay with me, look at me. Did God, did God, did God form one droplet of water himself? No. What did he do in Genesis? And God said, and there was, and he saw, and it was good. So why does the verse say that it goes from your, uh, from your voice to the work of your hands? It's because you can literally work smart and not hard if you learn how to use your mouth right. Let's practice. Just say this. Say, all things are working together for my good. Say, God is making my enemies at peace with me. Say, God is making debts fall off of me. Say, God is making me emotionally stable. Say, God is making me emotionally strong. See, this isn't just about saying good things. This is about attaching it to a promise that God has already made. So here's large prayer number one, that God would guard your tongue from limiting your life. Because God says, why should I go destroy the work of your hands that your mouth produced? Some of you, you can't find good people in your life because you literally said you can't. So God says, that's the life you've constructed. You literally have issues with your kids because that's the life you constructed. They're just crazy, but I'm praying for them. They're crazy, though. Here's large prayer number two. Large prayer number two. We got to move. Large prayer number two. You ready? That you are who you need to be to see what he said. That you are who you need to be to see what he said. Isaiah 119. I need y'all to stick with me. These are simple, but these are large. Why? Because they literally will do for you what you don't know how to do for yourself. If you are willing and obedient, you'll do what? Eat the good of the land. This means that you'll, you'll, you'll eat the good of life. So here's what most people do. Most people, you try to eat the good. Got it? And then you'll figure out the willing and obedient later. That's not how God works. What did he say? If you are willing and obedient, life's going to be good. So here's the prayer. Lord, make me that. Make me who I need to be to see what you said. You got that? Now, it's so simple. I know you're like, Bishop, where's the Hebrew word? There's not one. Y'all don't even know what to do with yourselves because you got your pad ready. Now, what's the Hebrew word for that? It's large because its scope is large. Because what God will do is make you the person you need to be so that you can see what he said. Which means I need you to let go of who you were because who you were ain't going to help you see what he said. Stop talking about that's just how I am. That's how you were. This new life, living large, is going to require a different version of you. It's going to require a version of you that don't, watch this, that don't get stressed out about what everybody got to say. Because everybody ain't going to be the one to pay, so I ain't worried about what everybody got to say. Here, here's large prayer number three. I got to quit. I'm out of time. Large prayer number three. 
You, you ready? This one, bless me. Woo! That you use your pain to enlarge you, not end you. Have you ever gone through some pain? Who got some pain going on right now? Right? What's pain? Discomfort. You ready? Pain is discomfort. Pain is agitation. Pain is affliction. Pain is hurt. And for many people, pain becomes their end. Why? Because you're just trying to escape it. This is why we take pain killers. I need something to kill this pain so that I can pretend like it's all good. I don't want it to be good. I just want to pretend like it's all good. But you sitting next to somebody ain't going to have to fake it this year. Come on, y'all. You sit next to somebody ain't going to have to pretend, ain't going to have to fake it till they make it. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm living large. Yeah, you ain't going to have to fake like that outfit is yours. You're going to be able to take that tag off. Let's talk. You ain't have to go fake like you happy and put on a smile. You're going to literally, legitimately wake up and say, I'm happy this morning. You ain't going to have to pretend like your relationship good. It's going to be good. Y'all ain't said that to me. Too many poses on social media. Let's go. First Chronicles 4.10. This is a man I've taught about before, but I'm going to turn this thing. And if y'all don't shout when I get to the end of this, you know, that's you. I'm shouting. I have a pre-planned shout in four minutes. Sometimes you need to plan your praise. <laughs> at, at 1048, I'm going to be praising him. I just want everybody to know. <laughs> so when 48 hit, I just start jumping and hollering and stuff. You know where I'm going. Got it? And people might say, well, you do it. You, you just all that shouting and hollering and screaming. It don't take all of that. Maybe for you it don't. But when I read my Bible, nobody got blessed unless they did that. Why? The word hallelujah means to act like a fool. And let's tell the truth. You didn't act like a fool for money. You didn't act like a fool for a man. You didn't act like a fool for a woman. So the least you could do is act like a fool for... I decided to push it up to 1046. Everybody give God a hallelujah right there. All right, all right, all right, all right. Jabez. Jabez called upon the God of Israel. Jabez's name means pain. His pain made him call upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. Hmm. Didn't we see that in Isaiah 54? Say enlarge. enlarge. Say live enlarge. Oh, that, uh, Jabez called, or prayed upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, or my limits is what that means, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from, it's right there on the screen. It's it literally, y'all guessing it's on the screen. Keep me from what? Harm. Harm. Okay, all right. But so that what? So that it might not bring me pain. Look at me. Jabez said, keep me from stuff that's going to hurt me. Because I'm tired of hurting over stuff that ain't helping. See, somebody on your road ought to be sick and tired of being sick and tired about the same thing. I don't mind having a new thing to be dealing with, but don't go to I'm sick and tired of dealing with the same old thing. 
I need you to just holler this new school. Let's go south. I'm over it. So that it might not bring me pain. And God granted him what he was asked to pray. God granted him what he prayed for. So what did he say? He says, don't let my pain be my end. Let my pain enlarge me. He said, all my life I had to fight. And I've worn a belt for it. Let me test the room. Let me test the room. Let me test the room. Because some of y'all, let me test that room right there. Some of y'all, if you're honest, your whole life has been successive fight after fight after fight after fight after fight. And here's what's ticking you off. You don't really have nothing to show for. But let me help you. Yes, you do. What do I have? Skills. I know how to get in the ring and whoop the head or whatever. I need you to release this over your life. Say, I've been getting skills. I've been. Yeah, you know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. You, you know how to get knocked down and get back up. Baby, you didn't come out of this thing empty-handed. You got some skills. And this is going to be the year you're going to have a heavyweight champion. Somebody say, it's payback time. It's payback time. Open your mouth and say it. Say, it's payback time. Because he wouldn't let you go through all of that. Just for you to share your testimony. Nah, baby, you about to get paid for the hell you've been through. I command every author that's got a book to come forth. Hey, Basha. I command every entrepreneur that's got a business to use your pain to start it to come forth. I command every gift, talent, and skill that's in you that needs to be stirred because of your pain to come forth. Lift your hands right there and say, Lord, let it come out of me. But here's what messed me up, though. Because all of this, listen, listen, listen. He says, enlarge me. Somebody say, that takes time. So in Isaiah 54, 2, we looked at this, and I'm done. Y'all with me? In Isaiah 54, 2, go there. It says, enlarge. This is the instruction. They pray in verse 1, and, and I just gave you three what? Large prayers. It's what to pray when you don't know what to pray, because it's what's going to get you living large. Here it is, though. Enlarge the place of your tent. And we learned on Wednesday and last Sunday that pain is a part of the plan. How does God enlarge you? I gave you that uh, birthing term. What? Contractions. Opens up, shuts down. Opens up, shuts down. Seems like it's here, and it's not. Boom, boom. How many of you can be honest? The last decade, you feel like you've been in contractions. Because you have a great Sunday, and then that Monday was a trick from. You have a great Thursday, and then that Wednesday, like, yeah, duh. So here's what happens. Your expectations got low. Because you didn't want to be disappointed if the contraction didn't produce anything. Who can be honest with me? So sometimes you're like, I just don't know. I don't even know. I don't even want to deal with it. I rebuke you avoiding what you must confront. Look, 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 look. So contractions are stronger when you get closer. All of this stuff takes time. If I was to read you the rest of the verse, it says, let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. That means discomfort. So now that means I've got delay. Shut up discomfort shut up not literally it's a figure speech say delay, delay. And, discomfort. and discomfort then look what he says but don't hold back though while I'm being delayed 
and I've got discomfort, God's instruction is dig in. I'm going to back it up so you get it. Come on, it's three Ds. You ready? I'm dealing with delay and discomfort. And God says at the end, he says, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. What does that mean? Dig in. In other words, keep going. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. You ready? I saw this thing online that shouted at me. I promise you, listen, 950, do not mess this up. I'm telling you in advance. Do not, I'm, I ain't playing with y'all. Don't mess this up. I love you. I said I love you, church. <laughs> You're going to say you love me. You ready? Because some of y'all are like, God, dog, I've been dealing with this for years. I saw this meme online. That last, I was done with my message early, early this week. And last today when I was on my jog, because it's warm now. Yesterday when I was on my jog, the, the Holy Ghost brought this before me. And for everybody that can relate to this, this is your opportunity to go crazy at this 915. And we're out of here. You ready? Even for those of you watching online, put the meme on the screen. Here's what it says. Uh, what, what, what are y'all doing? Put the meme on the screen. T touch your neighbor and say, it might look delayed. It might look delayed. Say, but it's, but it's on the way. It's coming. Oh, I know it's coming. <laughs> so the meme is this. The meme is a conversation between an elephant and a dog. I'm going to read it to you. You just listen to my voice and look at the screen. An elephant and a dog became pregnant at the same time. Three months down the long line, the dog gave birth to six puppies. Six months later, the dog was pregnant again. In nine months, it gave birth to another dozen puppies, so the pattern continued. On the 18th month, the dog approached the elephant, questioning, are you sure you're going to be productive? We got pregnant on the same day. I've given birth three times to a dozen puppies. They have now grown and become big dogs, but you're still pregnant. What's going on? The elephant replied, y'all better not mess this up. There's something I want you to understand. I know exactly where this elephant is from, talking like that. What I'm carrying ain't no puppy, but it's an elephant. I only give birth to one in two years. When my baby hits the ground, the earth, the earth feels it. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody hold on, the earth is going to feel it. When my baby crosses the road, human beings stop and watch in admiration. What I carry draws attention. So what I'm carrying is mighty and great and it takes time. Somebody say it's mighty and it's great. Saying it's right on time. Release a praise, 915. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.